is the Ali Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another festive Ali Le Rouge podcast with a fully fit squad. Joining me are cop season ticket holders Keith Colvin, John Nicholson, and Stephen Monaghan. Well, what a magnificent couple of weeks since our last podcast. Since then, we've hammered Southampton at home 4 0, humiliated Everton at Goodison, and had a late winner against Wolves. And we strolled past AC Milan in the San Siro with mainly squad players and kids. What a time to be a Liverpool fan. Does it get much better than this, Mono? Well, obviously, we're playing well at the moment. You know, from the last few, what was it now, six weeks ago, whatever, uh, when we played West Ham, then we, we, you know, we had that unfortunate defeat there and then we, it's all with Brentford but we've just gone on now and just steamed all teams haven't we you know scoring goals creating creating opportunities galore um yeah it, it's the Reds are playing well so yeah long may you continue Keith are you um you know what's been happening in a couple of weeks you gotta you gotta pinch yourself sometimes haven't you because you know um I mean you know we Southampton, we were thinking, oh, that could be a tricky one. Just totally, we were we were we were winning within the first couple of minutes. Then you thought Everton, they'll have the Derby effect. You'll have Benitez, you know, you don't know what to happen. And they hardly touched the ball as the song goes. But it, you, you know, it's unbelievable stuff, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's. I think you know, you say you pinch yourself, but this has been building now. You know, since the end of last season, hasn't it? Uh, where we, you know, we. Played well to get into the Champions League in the top four, and we've just carried on. We've obviously got all our best, better players fit, which goes without saying. But I think, you know, the Southampton game, they had a couple of chances, didn't they? Keeper made two or three good saves, actually. Um, but I was always confident about the Everton game. I think I said the last time on the, the last podcast, we liked, we liked the floor than we did. You know, yeah. it was it was just more men against boys, wasn't it? You know what I mean? It was never yeah. going to be anything else in my eyes. Um, I think both Evertonians were expecting that. that we may too have spoken to since. We're expecting it. Um, I don't think it was anything untoward. It was just a, a great professional performance against Everton. Um, and then obviously the Milan game and the Wolves. The Wolves game, Origi comes off and does what he does. Brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we dominated the game from start to finish. And what I, can, I didn't go to the game. I didn't see it, obviously, but I've seen bits of it. Uh, we dominated from start to finish, just couldn't score. And then he comes on and does his job. And then Milan, you know, I thought it was brilliant in respect that he had, as you said before, squad players and, and kids. And, you know, there was nothing riding on it other than personal pride for the club and the players. And they performed brilliant. So, yeah, it's great to be a Liverpool fan at the moment. Yeah. John, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those... I mean, a couple of years ago, we were going to the World Championship where we became world champions and that. But this feels as if we got a similar momentum to that, doesn't it? You know, this this season, after a couple of hiccups, you know. Yeah, it does. It, it's... Um... It's like the season that we won the league as well, really. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people have already mentioned the Aston Villa game where we got the last-minute goal. You know, um, like, like the Wolves goal on on uh, Saturday. But I think since the West Ham defeat, um, you know, which could have been avoided, really, for all that happened if we were just a bit better in certain areas. Um for the key goals, I mean, um, it's been great. One every game, you know, even the Arsenal game, we would bare bones there with our midfield, a load of kids on the bench, and to beat them 4 0. And the Porto, you know, they needed to win something there, but we were comfortable in the end. And then all them other games that you just mentioned, um, 
Saturday was a hard game. Uh, Wolves never really came out of that sort of back eight or back nine that they had over inside a trail with, with on the break. And they denied us space, you know, um, the lines are close together and what have you. But justified his only end. And then Tuesday night, when you, you know, you leave out so many players and bring in a load more, but they all just sort of... Uh, fit in as if they've been played for the past six games. I thought it was brilliant performance. Great stuff, yeah. Really do yeah, well at the minute. I think you've also got to put into context that West Ham are going to take a lot of points. I mean, he's, that was proven when beating Chelsea. I mean, I thought they could possibly get a draw against Chelsea, West Ham, but he got that fluky goal at the end and no one really saw that coming. So actually, our defeat there is not looking as bad as it because, you know, they will take points off it. But I think the Wolves game, we had... 70% possession, but it looked like it was going to be a frustrating afternoon, didn't it? You know, until the legend, as Klopp call him, the legend that is Steve Ocarigi stepped up to earn us all three points. But, um, I mean, that must have, you know, any any goal in the last minute, it's just, you know, it, sometimes it's better than a four or five nil, isn't it? You know, that, uh, that mono in terms of... Um, outpouring of emotion you could just see it with the, even the team even the team and there's a brilliant picture that was going the rounds really had all Wolves players lying on the floor and in the background all the Liverpool players celebrating in there because it was absolutely killer blow wasn't it yeah definitely but prior to that obviously when we seen you know uh, Chelsea drop the points at, uh, at West Ham so that gave everyone a massive boost and you know said let's go and win this and you know and we you know, get, catch a few put more points over them. But the game, as John just said, it was a bit frustrating on on the Wolves part of it, the way the way they played. You know, I was a bit surprised at that because like the especially when they're at home, Molyneux, they be coming and attack you. But without the, the break of Traori, they, they, they sort of done nothing else, did they? They didn't so it was like all the, the dirty tactics again, you know, uh, they just wanted a point. You know, so how ironic that you know we scored in the 94 fifth minute because they're time wasting. Yeah, you know, and as you say, when when, uh, when the main man comes on and scores like that, you know, it was it was something else then. And but going back to even what you just said, you know, it's 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 a run off from the end of, from last season when we qualified, you know, for the Champions League with all them games unbeaten. Mm. But and um, and when we won the league, but it's like when we you know we lost the league to City on, on the, for the points, you know, that momentum again, and we've all got that belief, you know, so. Yeah. It was it was a great great uh, great outpouring of uh, yeah of yeah. emotion after that after that Wolves game. Yeah. Well, Keith, we had um, seventeen shots on uh, Saturday against Wolves. Wolves managed three shots, but out of our seventeen, uh, and one of the famous ones was obviously uh, you know, the sitter that Jota <laughs> missed. But um, there was only five on target. I mean, they did a bit of a job on us there, didn't they, Wolves? It was like, you know, it was a defensive wall, wasn't it? You know, but we weren't getting through, were we? You just weren't getting through. And when you think Jota's through, he just magnificently, doesn't he? But he goes for blasting it, thinking they can't stop this, it'll come off a knee or whatever. Yeah. Instead of just, just you know, I mean, he lost a bit of cool in front of goal there, didn't he? Yeah, you know, he, he I think it was his birthday one, I think. And obviously he was getting a bit of stick off the crowd anyway. So he just lost his composure. You know, it proves that they're all human when all said and done, doesn't it? Um, but I thought Wolves done what West Ham done. I didn't see that. I didn't see the game. I heard a lot of it. 
And West Ham were no difference. West Ham just got lucky with a couple of goals, you know, just two balls into the box and the keeper possibly got far for one and could have done better with the last one and, and the second one. But, you know, that happens sometimes. But West Ham didn't really have a goal. He just made silly mistakes and he capitalised on it. And I think that's going to have to more often than not, I would say, because that's, you know, West Ham could get used as a blueprint by some teams at home, not even at, not even at Anfield, I mean, at their own grounds, just to frustrate us and try and get something out of it, as Wolves nearly did on Saturday. So, it's just, it's, it's a backhanded compliment in it in some respects. Um, but we've got to get used to it and you've got to overcome it. And as you just said before, no better way than overcoming it than in the last minutes of the game. Fantastic. You know, the desire and, and the will to win by the team, it's been there for years now, hasn't it? And it's coming to the fore again now. And, uh, you know, I still say it that it'll take a good side to stop us from winning something big this season. I can't yeah. see many teams getting doing better than, than us, to be totally yeah. honest with you. John, were you... Um... Were you scratching your head thinking, oh, you know, Chelsea have dropped the points and we're going to, you know, we're uh, going to mess this up again? Were you, is that what you're thinking? I mean, I think, I think everyone was. When it got to the 94th minute, you know, the telly, you know, the telly was nearly going in. Was... Yeah, I mean, when, when you say um, messed it up again, other than maybe Jota's chance, like, I'm, I'm bad way, I wouldn't even blame Jota. Like, he scored some, you know, some key goals for us, like, um, you know, I wouldn't criticise him like it. I think he's just hit it and nine times out of ten when you hit it like that, it's gonna go in or yeah. the defense is maybe yeah. going and ball it, but if it's him full on in the midriff, then it's then it's rebounding out. So that was one of them things. Um and it wasn't down to us that in, in I don't think the way we were, because Wolves, for what they did, they did it very well. You, you know, you don't you don't particularly want to see it. I thought their fans were very patient actually, the way they um they put up with it, yeah. You know, and, and yeah. didn't get on their back at all to um, get forward more. It, yeah. it was a, it's a bit ironic, really, that the, the left back um, anti someone, um, and he uh, he he was one of the worst fellas for pretending he was injured. Yeah, and he finally went off in injury time to waste more yeah. time. And that's so what when, gave Liverpool a chance, really. Wasn't yeah. So when Hoover came on, like. And yeah. then went running down the wing and took a bit of a dive, by the way, when he lost the ball, looking for the free kick. But the referee wasn't having it. And we scored off it. So yeah, it was a bit yeah, yeah. Double, double irony, really, that it came down that side where they were trying to waste so much time, you know. Wasn't uh, anti-football, was it, John? Wasn't anti-football? <laughs> well, they, only, they were only looking for a, a break, you know. They were only looking yeah. to, to beat us 1-0 through Treyol. Yeah, through a, um, a set piece maybe or something like that. Or, or but then, you know, so, I mean, obviously, great celebrations. Then we go to um, AC Milan. It's a bit of a dead rubber, really. But, um, you know, obviously, every game is important because Klopp, you know, obviously Klopp wanted to win it. But we surprised Mono, the team, the squad he picked? Because I think, I think it was in the Echo uh, t- today out of the... Uh, out of the squad, ten of them come through the academy, and you know they have you know they're very young lads, aren't they? A lot of them, you know. Yeah, that that was great for what he done. Listen, we all knew that that he was going to change the you know the team. Like he, he, even going everything, he was salad and and many, you know, you know, or he played one of them, but not you know yeah. not two of them. Well, some of the players but, didn't travel, did they? Yeah, yeah. Van know, Dyke didn't, Van go, Dyke, yeah, didn't yeah. go, did he? But you know that that's why you know when Robinson that. That's why we hopefully we got a squad, but really, I mean, said it a few weeks ago, didn't we? Where it, that it's it's worth you know it's worth a lot of money in a few million euros, whatever it's to get the three points. 
Yeah. So yeah. You know, let's let's we can start thinking about you know Sarah's contract and things like that. You know, you just you just we just got maximum points, so that's maximum money that you can you can take from that. And then well, start no English club have ever done it before. Ever done it, no. You know, so, no English club have won the six on the on, on the top of So I mean, even in itself, that's a magnificent. That's another record we've broken, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, but you know, on the on the game, you know, we, I thought it might have been a sort. But they, when you realise that they are players out as well, you know, some senior players, you know, doesn't it gives it a bit of a game at Anfield, didn't it? Then to go yeah. and beat Madrid a few weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah. so especially when the, the three the three teams that were in our group, you know, they could all could, could have qualified. So, you know, they had to go and win, you know, in front of their own fans. And I, I thought it was a great performance. You know, yeah. uh, we, we control, what, control the what, game. What was it like with the um, the security checks and the COVID checks and that over there? Was well, it? Well, as you know now, you know, every, it's, it's forms galore, you know, what, what you've got to do, fill in and pass your location for the planes and... Make sure you've got everything on your phone, or you've got to print it off. But you know, as soon as you're in the bar, you know the bar we were in, the police were coming in, checking, checking your passes, you know. And so we read it. And once you got to the ground, you know, the walk up, it was you just showed you showed your phone or, or you, you know your paperwork, and it's, it was pretty hard to get in. To be honest with you, but it's remember it's a vast stadium and it's it's a lot of space around it. So it's it's totally different that from um, you know the English grounds, especially you know when I feel when it's enclosed and you know, um, I yeah. think that's why it possibly worked for them over there. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people wanted to go there to San Siro because you know the, there's talk about it getting demolished. Did you hear any? Is that what's happening or? Well, it's supposed to be, but then it's someone saying it's another. They've got another season, but <laughs> we, we could get into Milan in the, in the name. Yeah, we. <laughs> so we, we could be going yeah. back again. Yeah. So yeah, give yeah. one more one more right. But it was good yeah. to the uh, AC and Inter on. You know, in in, in a great San Siro stadium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Keith, the um, you know, the kids did well, didn't they? If you if you look at the performance and that, you know, again, the play playing against seasoned internationals there in, in the San Siro, aren't they? Yeah, you know, obviously Morton again started the game and finished it, which was great to see. You know, we didn't look out of place. You know what I mean? We he, he come, you know, he competed well. You know, we competed against seasoned professionals. And, he, you know, he didn't take a step backwards. And he was, you know, for me, he was one of the better players on the pitch. There's no two ways about it. And what, what impressed me um, was the actual defence. I know we can see a, a silly goal, but the way they sort of played as a unit, um, although they've probably never played together, them four players, I would suspect. Um, it was good to see because they kept, you know, they, they put elder line, you know, like when Van Dijk's in there, and, you know, they caught them offside quite a few times until they tired in the second half a little bit, which is understandable. Then he started getting through a little bit. Because you've see, seen a couple of times where Kanate, you could see him where he's running sort of, not blindly, but he's got uh, William, um, Phillips behind him. And he's, he's basically telling them, you know, stay, you know, stay, stay, stay. And they're catching them offside and he's turning around applauding because they're obviously talking to each other. And it's great to see that they're, they're getting schooled and they're listening and training. They must be. As the, as the first team players and they're all playing in the same way and it's great to see because it's easy for players to come into that team and just play on their own just for their own devices to try and catch someone's eye and try and get the manager's eye but they play for the team rather than themselves which is more important Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel John what did you think of um, Phillips's Cruyff turn in the box oh, I thought it was brilliant yeah, you know, um, 
You wouldn't if it was nil nil in the last minute of the Champions League. Well, fight. Got away with it. No, it's, it's like one of those things. Um, a bit like when you're a kid in the schoolyard and you do things like that. So to do that in the San Siro, like um, in that situation, oh man, I mean, do you know, our daughter's performance was great. Uh, made up for them, you know. Um, I think it was at the weekend. Klopp was being asked in an interview who his most improved player was, and and he said it was Phillips, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So I think, you know, if if he happens to to move on somewhere, and I hope it's to a decent club. Like um, if if he does go, everyone will wish him all the best, you know, because yeah. I think he's been brilliant for us. You know, to yeah, come yeah. in the way he did last season when we were struggling, and to end up where he did this week, which was in no way uh, not down to people like him getting us there in the first place. You know, yeah. after all them yeah. defeats and that, like uh, and, the, and the injuries. Last season. So, yeah, he's great for us. Made up with him. Yeah. Great performance. Yeah. Morrow, uh, Tyler Morton, how do you think? I mean, it, it must be a, what an experience to play in the San Siro, you know, and against uh, AC Milan. You know, it just must be, you know, talk about us pinching ourselves as Liverpool fans. He must be thinking. And he was getting a lot of praise from Carragher on Twitter as well, wasn't he? Well, I'd rightly so for his performance. You know, he, he, he just got on with the job, didn't he? You know, he... he um, he stood out so so well, you know, uh, for a young kids to come in and, you know, to as you say, never phased him, did he? You know, playing in the stadium and against, you know, the top team, and uh, I thought he was excellent. And uh, he, he's got a great future, the kid, Annie. You know, and can't wait to see more of him. You know, when watch him develop, you know, over the coming years. You know, it's he's going to be a tremendous player for Liverpool. You know, yeah. hopefully, he's only just nineteen, hasn't he? Yeah, listen, he's still a baby, and as we as we would say, you know, he, yeah. he's got he's got all the years ahead of him. You know, he he's learning with all the best players around him. You know, so it, it, the future's good for him, isn't he? Yeah, I thought uh, Keith, I thought um, um, Oxley Chamberlain did. You know, we did well again. He did well again, didn't he? Um, and also, we with the with his run, it set up the uh, the goal for Salah, didn't it? You know, we. It, wasn't a brilliant shot, but he was a good run, and he did get a shot on. Which, and then, but um, Salah, um, you know, put the rebound in. But um, in terms of Oxley Chamberlain, I think he's impressing a few people, isn't he? As you know, I think there was talk about you know he's not good enough at the beginning of the season, but I think he has proved a few people that he can. If he gets a run of games, he can get some form. Yeah, definitely, and you know, Chamberlain's. A different type of midfield player to the ones that we got who, like you know, like said Fabinho and uh, uh, to the ones who basically you know who pass it around people. Thiago, he runs with it on his feet. He takes people on Thiago, sorry, yeah, and you know people like to them. He'll take it past people, and he's you know when he first came into the team, he done it a couple of times against City, if you remember rightly. Yeah. Uh, in the league, I think it was, was it? Um, yeah, yeah. And you know he's you need players like that. You know we haven't really had that. I think it's been said before. Obviously not in the same mould or class as Gerard, but Gerard probably the last centre midfield player we've had of that type. He'll take people on and go past him and have a shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we haven't really got no one who does that anymore, have we? Um, and I, I do, as I said before, to me, he gets a bit of stick, but he's a team player, isn't he? he, he yeah. It's so easy for him just to go and try and look like Tan Charlie and do all these stupid things, but he just plays for the team. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You can't ask yeah. for any more than that of anyone, no, you know. No. And he's a good player. He's a good squad player to have, and you know, I know. We've had discussions about our squad, but I think our squad's not that bad once we get likes of him, Milner, and all these people fit who yeah. step in and out and, and replace these players. Because obviously, it's the midfield who do most of the work in our team. 
and they're the ones who mm. seem to get obviously tired, injured, what have you. So more than them are fit and get half a dozen games in, and then they step out and someone yeah. else comes in, they're better for the team. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. you know, I think he's a, he's, he's underrated in some respects. Yeah. Well, once again, John, Origi uh, scores the winner. I mean, it was a great header, wasn't it? You know, I mean, it was, I think it was a run by Manny and a shot, wasn't it? It was. Was it palmed yeah. out to him or did it at the bar? I can't remember. It was palmed out to him, maybe. But uh, you know, with the header, was great, wasn't it? It was, yeah, because sort of that's a control and sort of place it really, you know. Yeah, yeah. To, to know the back where he did, like, so quite instinctive, yeah. Thought he did really well. I mean, you know, and, and the first goal, I mean, Salah's finish was not an easy finish. No. The first goal. He made it look easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't. So, yeah. so both good goals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And good for Egan. I think he played well generally as well. Yeah. Um, you know, which he doesn't always, as much as he's heroic, Regan yeah. doesn't always play well for the full period that he's on. But I thought he did well enough to the nice. Yeah, and Alisson made a couple of good saves, didn't he? And I think a bit disappointing their their goal, wasn't it, from the corner? Yeah. Uh, Minamino seemed to get it. You know, I think they'd be looking at that at the uh, the training complex and say, you know... Yeah, because once it comes in like that, really, there's not a lot that Alisson can do, you know? No, no. You know, it's just a little bit of a... Minamino just seemed to get out the way of it, didn't he? He's moved away, yeah. Yeah, And the ball's in swinging. Um, yeah. I mean, so if he of hadn't good... moved out the way, he just blocks it, or even into another yeah. corner. Couple of um, shots to Allison, and he does it brilliantly. Doesn't he? Spreads his body like diagonally, doesn't he? And it yeah. either hits his shoulder or hits his arm or whatever. You know, it must be it must be really difficult to because it looked like a couple of times they could you know just dink him here and just but he just gets his body in the way, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, he's another one. Like I mentioned just briefly before, like. I have no problem with his miss or blaming him whatsoever because of what he does for yeah. 99% of the other time. And Alison's the same. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that he was at fault at West Ham. But the number of times he's saved yeah, us, there's brilliant yeah, yeah. saves. You know, um, whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. You know that, that's why uh, we are what we are. Like, and you support yeah. them and don't, you know, don't criticise them when it does go wrong because it's yeah. not that often. Yeah. yeah, if he was to, if he was to get the game again, uh, you, you'll see the one the one thing you're on about there where he he's just spreads himself. It, it was the last five minutes or so, and they, they never had much you know much attack you know throughout the game since we you know because we controlled it so well. But it, it was a brilliant save. He, he, yeah. You know he should have scored really the fella, but it was Allison once again just you know making himself big, and yeah. he, I thought he was superb again. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the. Um... The Champions League draw on Monday, bizarrely. I mean, does anyone know why it's on a Monday? Anyone got any idea? It's usually it's usually Thursdays or Fridays, isn't it? But anyway, it's, it's a Monday. It's, it's, it's on Pebble Mill. Like the FA Cup was on ITV4 the other night, so they're just, they're just playing with football. What's the Champions League? <laughs> it's on Pebble Mill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on Jack and Ori. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's on Monday, and uh, obviously these drawn out affairs it'll be they'll make it into a soap opera, won't they? But um, basically, the teams we could get in the last sixteen is uh, Paris Saint Germain, uh, Inter Milan, Villarreal, or Atalanta because they again got postponed. I don't know. Is it on? When's it on tonight? Is it or is with snow? Wasn't it? I don't know if it's, if it's on the next few days. Benfica. Um, 
Salzburg or Sporting from Lisbon. So, um, anyone, anyone there, Keith, who you, you think we want to avoid them? Maybe PSG are the ones would you think maybe avoid them? But none of the others really jump out as being a big threat, do they? No, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to be. So, you know, you can you can say we don't want PSG and get someone like Salzburg and you might just keep you, turn you over. So, I don't think it matters anymore, does it? We're at home, second leg, aren't we? So, as long as we go, we can go anywhere and win, can't we? As we've proven over the last three or four years anyway. So, yeah, got no qualms, you know what I mean, about playing anybody. Now, you're going to play, I know it's a dead cliche thing to say, but you're going to play them at some stage, aren't you? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get PSG, I'm sure we can get past them over two legs. Yeah. John? Anyone you mm. want to avoid? No, I hope it is PSG. Well, at least they sing throughout the whole match, don't they? The well, PSG fans. You know, yeah, let's, let's take PSG. Take them now. Yeah. Be a good you know, trip. That's a Paris, wouldn't it? As long as we can go. Yeah, as long as we can go. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anyone, including PSG, will want to play us. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, if you think from their point of view. But I always think in these games, and that's why. And this isn't just hindsight. That's why when that draw got made for the group stage, I wasn't too bothered because I thought the group you know what? Yes. You weren't yeah, too bothered about it, the group best. No, no, honestly, for, for Liverpool, it's, it's take the best all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the club, the, the team's up for it. Our yeah. fans are all up for it. They know how hard it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and, and we see what happens. So, so, yeah, it wouldn't bother me if we get PSG. Yeah. So where are you looking forward to, Ronald? I'd like to go back to Lisbon, me. Yeah, so was I, yeah. 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 Sporting I mean, this time, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a great city, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a lovely I city. Mean, Both, you know, I the, mean, obviously Villarreal and Atalanta would be a good one as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, you fo- know football-wise, you know, the, the, the dreams are for, you know, for the, the telly and all it is obviously us in PSG. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know what the lads are saying there, you know, bring them on or whatever, but they, just, on for they me, just take that into, like, the uh, Messi versus Salah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, for me, for me, I'd take one of the others all, all day before yeah. PSG, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, listen, the, the quality, the cream will rise to, will rise to the top. Won't it? No, all right, yeah. So, we've, got a, we've got a result coming in. We've got a breaking news here. Atalanta, Neil, Villarreal 3. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so like, a, a, a nice trip into Spain, eh, in February. Yeah. It's uh, it's not over twenty years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah so, but, but for me, you know, PSG, you know, they, they had a good team and they, they've got some great great players there. Uh, whether Ronaldo would be playing against us if we if we got him, or would he be playing for us on loan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been talk about that, hasn't it? On uh, yeah. him going out to maybe Newcastle, maybe or someone, you know. Once again, the grass is never never greener, is it? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, people should learn by the mistakes that they've made over the years. Just look look at the history books. But um, we've got Aston Villa on uh, on Saturday, and um, I mean it's it's the return of Stephen Gerrard. I mean, is that Keith? Are you are you thinking this is an added ingredient, or is it just you know? Oh, Stephen Gerrard coming back. I mean, I think it's one of those situations, obviously the press and the media are going to try and build it up. You know, potential future Liverpool manager against the Liverpool. That's what they'll do, won't they? But for me, it's just another game, isn't it? 
Yeah, but you, you can't overlook the fact what Steven Gerrard's done for the club, obviously, as a player. So he deserves whatever he's going to get. Hopefully, I know he'll get a great reception, and quite rightly so. Um, and, you know, the comparisons with him being the manager in the future are always going to be there. Anyway, whether yeah. whether he come back as whether he come back to manage against us anyway, it was all, if he stayed at Rangers, yeah. it would have been the same, wouldn't it? So I think yeah. that's, again, that's just the way it would have been. But, you know, he's, he's had a good start at Villa. You can't deny him. Villa are a good side. They've got some good players, but they're, yeah, yeah. they're not that the McGinn, best. I like that McGinn. Yeah, McGinn's a good player. You know, yeah. Ollie Watkins is a decent player. Um, but they're not that good at the back. They've got a good keeper. Uh, how Arsenal let him go, I don't know. But he's an half-decent keeper. Yeah. Them. Um, so I think, you know, we'll beat them. Don't you, don't get me wrong. But I just don't, as you say, I hope we don't get caught up in, in the Steven Gerrard moments as such and, and sort of lose focus on what it is. Well, yeah. Stephen Gerrard deserves the welcome that he's going to get on Saturday. Yeah, you know, he should, he should get a brilliant ovation. And I'm sure he'd be the first to say, once that's done, put it to bed and we can get on with the game. He'd, he'd do the yeah. same himself, wouldn't he? So, yeah. Um, so, so John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everyone's looking forward to it. Yeah. To see him return. John, we've, uh, the last time we won um, three games in a, in a row, 4 0, was in September, October 87. When we beat Derby, Portsmouth and Queen's Park Rangers, 4-0 Anfield. Our last two, we've won 4-0. Do you think we can do it again? Uh, Another I, record? <laughs> be nice. I, I hadn't realised that the um, last two league games, 4-0. It would be brilliant if we did. Uh, I'd be just as happy if we win 1-0 as long as we win. You know, that's Arigi the main thing. Uh, and injury time. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Well, I think last season... Was it last season? No, we did beat us 7 2 last season, didn't we? We, we won with a last minute goal last season. Didn't we? Yeah. That, didn't that didn't happen. That didn't happen. There's no one there. There's no one there. Take news, that one. You sound like a good one. Sense, sense scored towards the end, didn't he, in the, in, the, in the game at Anfield last year? Yeah. So we got a late goal there, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be a tough game. I'll be happy with 1 0. I'll be over the moon with 4 0. Yeah. You know? Give Stephen Gerrard the reception before the game, and that's it. Then, yeah, game on. Yeah. Ale Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Well, no, I mean that's um, Salah's got another. He's chasing another record. He's 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 either scored or assisted in the last thirteen games. Uh, it's only it's only Vardy in two thousand and fifteen has got fifteen. He's, I mean, Salah's. I can see him getting the fourteenth on Saturday. Can you? Either definitely. an assist or a goal, you know. Yeah, definitely with the form he's in. You know, um, listen. When we attack, it's 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 just so so lovely to watch, isn't it? You know, because yeah. we think we're going to score every time we go. We attack. Isn't that word isn't used enough. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely it is, to it? watch, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's, we, yeah, we, we it's sit, unbelievable. Isn't we it? sit there watching. Well, we stand up watching our watching our team. Hoping that we play well, not you know, we love to get you know a one nil or a two, whatever the result is. But it's great when we play play well, and you go out the game yeah. and say, "Wasn't well, that a lovely game?" You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get how, how, how good we are, and 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 we're doing that almost every game now. Oh, you know, what a lovely it, match! Yeah, great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's go, like, go yeah. Back, for me, Gerard. Yeah, he's coming home. You know, he's going to get it in. An outrageous, uh, you know, ovation off the crowd, and, yeah. and rightly so. You know, he's one of our greatest plays we've ever had, um, yeah. and it'll be brilliant. But once the whistle goes, it's you know, 
and Free Steve is the enemy then, isn't he? Until you know, yeah. Until the ninety fifth minute, probably when hopefully we we've done the business on them. So, so Stuart Atwell is the referee on on um, on Saturday with um, uh, the VR is Lee Mason. Um, John, have you got any? <laughs> have you got your little black book, Stuart Atwell? I mean, how's he mm-hmm. out of ten? How many would you be giving him? Uh, not three. <laughs> <laughs> what about Lee Mason? Minus three. Two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully we won't need no. any VAR decisions yeah. in that but I mean it, it hasn't got in the way that certainly not as much as last season. It's it's much better the way they're using it now, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. Um they seem to be a bit quicker with it as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and the big fat lines are good, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I won't go into specifics, like, but I'm not so sure some of the thick lines sometimes, like the other night, I could have some parking and that useful, but yeah, you know, yeah. So, we're all looking forward to the, um, his return uh, yeah. on uh, Saturday, Gerard. So, and I don't think it, you know, hopefully the, the referees should be seen and not heard, shouldn't they? You know, that's about it, really. And if the referees having a good match, you don't even notice them, you know, yeah. That's uh, Keith, so also, we want, wanted to talk about um, the Spirits of Shankly's deal with the um, with FSG, with the club. Um, it was announced this week by the club and uh, Joe Blot, the chair of SOS, has been doing the rounds, media rounds. Uh, do you think it's a progressive move, Keith? Uh, yeah. No, it is. You can't deny that it is. Um, you know, I think Joe picked up on the fact that, you know, the aims of the union at the very beginning, this is one of the main aims of the union, was to, to, to try and influence the owners, obviously to try and own the club, which is not going to happen anytime soon because of the price value of it. But if, if the next step is to try and influence them from within, uh, yeah, it's got to be a good step. Um, as you know, I'm not on the committee anymore, but I, I know there's people on there now who are hard-working people. I know the committee's changed a little bit, obviously, with the elections in the last two weeks, uh, and some good people have come off. And I'm sure some good people have gone on. I don't know who some of them have gone on. So I'm sure they'll pick the baton up of the people who've been on there before who put all the hard work in for this um, and carry it forward. I just hope that, and I'm sure it won't, I just hope that some sort of um, people's uh, egos get in the way and, and get involved in things which are not really concerning the actual thing that they're trying to influence other than the fact that the, the club need to listen to the fans and the, the club have got to listen to the fans and act on what they say. As long as them actions, they, sorry, what the fans are asking for are not ridiculous things, which I'm sure they won't be. You know, because from what I can remember, obviously being in charge in, in, on the union, is that most of the stuff we were asking for was never anything over the top. It was just basic stuff to make the, the life yeah. easier of a football yeah. fan going to the game. So yeah. I think the, the club are very easy, are very quick and very, uh, they can make it look as if it's the fans who are being unreasonable sometimes. And as long as we can sort of skate around that and point out that that's not the fact, which I'm sure that will happen, um, it can only be a positive move. You know, yeah. only time will tell if the club are honest and you know progressive on what they're saying. Yeah. And I'm sure if that's if that's not the case, the union are hopefully independent enough with the are from the club. They'll call them out for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure. Well, I'm I'm po- I'm positive and optimistic that it won't get to that stage. Yeah. 
Yeah. But sure. unfortunately, these, these owners have had a ha- have got a habit of shooting themselves in the foot, haven't they, over the years? <laughs> um, and that so, you know, yeah. hopefully they won't do it again. Yeah. John, would you see it as a groundbreaking move? I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's you have just come off the game with the avenue. Yeah, yeah, the last, the last um, uh, election there. But yeah, I think it is groundbreaking. I think it's what other clubs, if if the actual club will agree to it for other teams, um, what other what other groups will, will, will try to do? They'll use it as a as a bit of a yardstick, really. What what SOS yeah. has done. Um, <clears throat> And when I say that, if the, if the fans of other clubs of their club will agree to it, because I think you've got to give Liverpool credit, you know, for for, for going this far so far. As yeah. Keith just said, you know, we'll see whether it all works out. But I, I think it will. And, um, yeah. you know, and, and it's yeah. good to the club. Um, they've often, as we know, been slated for certain things they've done last yeah. couple of years where they have been totally wrong and they've stepped back and more of it. But this time they've um, stepped forward far more than other clubs have done. Um, so, yeah, let, let's... let's all it. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, I think, uh, Mono, I think the... Um, thanks, John. I think uh, Tracy Crouch, who's chair of the fan-led review, I think she's taken a lot of what the SOS deal with uh, FSG is you know, taking a lot of that and use that in the fan-led review. But I think in many respects, the um, uh, the Liverpool situation, we're leading the way there, aren't we, in many respects, because everyone was saying they've taken a lot of what we'd already negotiated with the uh, with the club. Well, as you know, Peter, from being on the committee, you know, we've had all these conversations with our, within our committee and before we went to speak to the club, you know, obviously the ones who, the four who went in on behalf of us, you know, had to come, come to the rest of the committee and, and speak to us and tell us what we were going to do. And then we all read the drafting went, and it's what, it's what uh, Tracy Crouch wrote in it, more or less, just Basically, more or less yeah, yeah, yeah. word for word, wasn't it? You know, yeah. and, you know, as Keith and John has just uh, said there, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a step forward for all football clubs yeah. coming and maybe go to the listen. We all know what other clubs, fan fan groups, have been to their uh, clubs and they they the saying that they've got the deal with the board and whatever and you know, but it simply wasn't what we wanted. No, you know they, you know we, that's we not want, credible. Just getting one person on the board. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's not you're not you're not going to influence it. You know, and we know that and. Um, only what happened a few weeks ago, you know, at West Ham, you know, there was a bit of, yeah. um, not a bit of trouble, but it, it was a, the, the way the coaches were parked and it was, it was miles yeah. away. And not just for like, it was a yeah, 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 you know, for, you know, we had a lot of disabled fans going on our coaches and, you know, they had to make mm-hmm. their own way and it was a couple of miles journey. Yeah. So from being proactive, you know, I mean, we know what other um, lads or other coaches, you know, contacted us and the club themselves. Um, to complain about to West Ham. So there was a Zoom meeting on behalf of fan groups, fans, Liverpool fans and West Ham um, and their supporters as well, only only yeah. last week, you know, say, look, this can't happen again. You know, never mind just us. It's, it's other fans that are going to your stadium Yeah, that it's not working. So it's it, that was being proactive, right? And it, and I think with us talking to the club now, mm. we've got this insight where you can just go bang, bang right away. That yeah, was wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, listen, yeah. if... Sometimes the fans have out of order 
you, you've got to hold your hands up, but yeah. you can go, it's got to go the other way around as well. You know, well, if, yeah. if the club, club are out of order, they've got to be told. And if it's not our club, they've got to be telling the other club, you know, on behalf of us, which, yeah. which they did, you know, and, and fair play to The important thing about the deal, Keith, is that um, it's written into the articles of association of the club. So even if FSG sell to some other party, it's in the articles of association. So the deal doesn't go with them relinquishing ownership. That's crucial, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, you know, it'd have been so easy for FSG to sort of agree to anything, really, just to, to appease us and pat us on the head and, and, until such time they choose to soil the club, which they will do at some stage. And then you then say, well, I've got to deal with the rest now. It's on your, you're on your own. So for them yeah. to do that, for any other, you know, um, um, some person or some group or whoever it may be who's going to buy the club in the future that they've got to abide by this is crucial um, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know it's as we know you know we've been let around the houses shall we say by by these owners and the previous owners in the past you know with false promises yeah. on this that and the other so hopefully by doing this that will put a stop to all that in some respect yeah. but yeah. you saying all that you know the fans have got to be realistic on what they're trying to do which I know most times we are you know you're always going to ask for something you're never going to get so it's a two-way street, isn't it? But as, as Ronald yeah, said, yeah. it's got to come back our way sometimes. It can't keep going one way, uh, yeah. which is, over the years, it's been like that, hasn't it? It's always been one way that the, uh, in, in the club's way. So yeah. if nothing else, it changes that sort of pathway and the fans mm. start getting a bit more of an insight in it and and enrolled into the club, it's, it's a great thing. You can't deny yeah. it. Yeah, John, it's a 16-person board. So that's going to be 10 um, representatives from the Spirits of Shankly. And then you've got other organisations represented. That's the Liverpool Disabled Supporters Association, Cop Outs, Spying Cop 1906, uh, the official Liverpool Supporters Clubs and Liverpool Women's Supporters Committee uh, and faith and ethnic groups. So it's a pretty diverse uh, supporters board, isn't it? It's pretty, you know, it covers all aspects that I would have thought, wouldn't you? It, it certainly sounds like it's a good... It's a good um... It's a good cross section, yeah, and and hopefully uh, it does cover everyone, and there is representation there for you know basically all the fan base. Yeah, Keith, I think I think with that it is a very broad church of people, which is what it needs to be. But what's got to happen on the other side of it, as we all know, is the club have got to put behind the scenes in the, on their side people to deal with these people because not everyone's issues are all the same. And yeah. you can't have one person like Tony Barrett running around like a headless chicken trying to sort everyone's problems out. So yeah. if it is Tony who's, who's sort of headed their, their response, I don't know whether that's the case, I don't know. <clears throat> he needs to have a team of people behind him that he can delegate stuff to and the yeah. right people with the right expertise to do the job because otherwise it's just it's just going to get backlogged and clogged up with people's problems and if there's no one there to deal with them, it's not going to go anywhere. So the club have got to be uh, proactive in what they do behind their scenes to make this work. It's no good just all these sound bites saying they're going to do this, yeah. And then have one person looking after it. It's just not going to work, and hopefully that's not the case. I might have that wrong. I don't know. I haven't read the full yeah. details of it, but they need they need to put something in place. Yeah, Mono, do you think the SOS will be able to keep its independence? I think it's imperative that we do. We've we've got to because um, once you go the other way, I think it's it's game over for us. You know, when we started Union all these years ago, you know, we always we always said you know we want to be independent from the club. But, you know, listen, having dialogue with the club, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I've I've spoken to people, I was going to match him, and, you know, we all know some of the lads who are sceptical about it all. 
well, we always say, well, what, what do you want to do? We, yeah. we can, you've got to, we, we have a, we all have a mongo in the match for no matter whether it's the price of a ticket or, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about getting the ground on with, with the COVID situation and all that later. But yeah. there's, there's always something that people want to have, I want to say moan. It's probably a right moan, by the way, as well, you know, because, you know, I, I'm one of them sometimes who, yeah. you know, but I mean, you got to look at the, you got to look at the situation there. We were paying sixty odd pound for Arsenal and, and London teams, you know, nearly ten years ago. That'd yeah. be more like a hundred pound now, wouldn't it? Yeah, of and course. It's, yeah. it's capped at thirty, so they're all everyone's benefiting, aren't they? Even the people who are moaning, you know. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, but you know, it, it took us a long time to get that. You know, from day one, we, we always first of all it was the campaign against Ixon Gillette, yeah. and then as a union, as as we started to grow, but you know, with with leadership and you know. The likes of the great Paul Rice, you know, God rest his soul, who it was brilliant for the union, Paul, yeah. along with you know, Nicky and Fran, and you know, and Jay, and um, hopefully now Joe take, take the zones into the future. Um, all the hard work has been put in over the years by yeah, yeah. with everyone, but we, we know it, it, it's never been unky dory with it all, it's it's been a slog, it's been an argument, whether it's, it's with the club or with our own fan base at times, yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't course, represent yeah. me, but yeah. we always say, look, if we weren't here, what, what would happen? You know, we we wouldn't have that uh, thirty pound a week away ticket. You know, along with us, the spine cop lads and and everyone else who 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 um, demonstrated. You know, at, at away grounds with all the flags and you know. And the walkouts on seventy seven, the spine cop. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, you know, with the backing of of, of the union, which, yeah. which which you know that that was massive. You know, for for the not just Liverpool but for football in general to say, yeah. look, this is what can happen once once you you know you're unified. You know, but. Listen, there'll be battles ahead, no doubt. You know, and and hopefully, you know, us as a unique, you know, and 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 plus all the others the affiliates, you know, that you just said there. You know, it now it's not just us; it's 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 a lot of the fan base. You know, yeah. we've got we've got to take yeah. this forward. You know, in, in the right manner. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it, if you look at it, you know, it is progressive. It just depends on how it how it pans out. Because remember. I think this is totally different, but the um, they they have tried other things before, haven't they? I mean, this the the fan groups are still the ones that they set up. They're still going to function, aren't they? Are they going to uh, report into the supporters board, aren't they? Yeah, that that seems to be the case, doesn't it, John? Yeah, that's right. They they'll, they'll still sit. Um, is it a couple of times a year, two three times yeah, a year? But, but the the support the new supporters board will have direct access. To the people who are making the ground decisions, mm. not particularly John Henry and people in Boston who aren't on the ground and don't make those decisions. They might have made the big decisions about yeah, European Super League, but we now have the veto on that. That can't happen anymore, can it? No, no, it, it's not um, with the veto that they've uh, agreed. Can't, yeah. They can't do that. And, and you know, and sure. as you mentioned before, it's in the articles of association going yeah. forward. So it's been a hard. You know, long hard slog, but I think you know there is there is a there is light at the end of the tunnel, really, isn't there? And I think FSG have made so many faux pas in the last couple of years, whether it was the uh, you know the stuff about furloughing the staff or the stuff about the uh, the live bear things like that, and they've always had to retract, haven't they, Keith? Yeah, but that, that's the problem with not just FSG. I think most of these owners who have, who are not British based or British born, whatever you want to call them. I've no idea about football in a lot of respects. They say they have, but they haven't. Let's be honest about it. They, no. You know, they haven't even got like a, a working class background in their own country. You know, they own Boston Red Sox, but they're not 
they know nothing about you know what it be means it's to be a boxing legend. Yeah, so, so they, what they do, they treat us un, unwittingly with contempt when they talk when they talk to us sometimes because they think we know nothing about football and we know more than they'll ever know about what our football club yeah. does and what yeah. it means and how to done it properly. And none of us, as you say, spreadsheet. I'm not a spreadsheet expert by a long stretch, but I know what you know. You know what you need to do to make it work. Yeah. So, yeah. and you got to get yeah. people on board and make it right and make it work for everybody, not just for the small percentage of the people who own it. And that's been the problem is that the owners over the years, by their own actions, never mind by the words, their actions, they just treat you with contempt until such time they can't keep doing it, and yeah. it comes back to bite them on the backside of it. And you've got to realise that. There's a lot of people who've been involved with the union and who are involved with the union who are clever people. They're not stupid. Yeah. You might be on their part, you know, financially, but they're not stupid. Yeah, Joe yeah. Black's not stupid. Joe knows what he's talking about and he can all cope yeah. with them people. And yeah. he can sit in a room with them and converse with them in the right manner mm. and put them straight. And that's what it's all about. And they've got to sit up and listen. So yeah. I'm sure they will do. But it, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me if they still make, uh, you know, rickets and, and make mistakes. Yeah, they're yeah. only human. But it's how they it's how they deal with them afterwards. That's the most yeah. important thing. I think it's you know it's 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 very progressive and it's you know it's a great week for um, fan representation. I think for Liverpool FC and it's it's just fantastic that Liverpool, the home of the cop, where you know singing and terrace culture really started, didn't it? Have been the first to do this, leading the way again. I think you know it, it's um, you've you've got to applaud both the. Uh, representative Spencer Shankly went in to do the deal, and also uh, the owners who are willing to willing to do this and put it into a legal framework because that's so important, you know. Um, so looking forward to Saturday's game, uh, getting back to that, and hopefully we get three points. And is it too early, Mono, for uh, come all you faithful, or have you started trying to sing that at the derby? I was in the Gladys Street, by the way, and I did hear come all you faithful coming out of the. Uh, the away section. Well, it was the first of December, so listen. Once December comes, it's, it's game on then. Is that so, is that the rule? Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah. When, when, so when we, are you going to get it going on uh, Saturday? Of course we will. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's in well, our DNA, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to Saturday, and it's going to be you know Saturday three o'clock kickoff before Christmas. You just can't beat it, can you? Thanks to everyone who's been listening. Thanks to all our listeners all around the world. And to Poetry Emotion and all the other Blood Red podcasts. Thanks to Mono, Keith Colvin, and John. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Allez le Rouge. You've been listening to the Allez le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.